Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Uh, Marina, New Zealand, good morning to you. It could be a feisty Friday in terms of uh, the rugby union and some announcements coming, uh, we believe, uh, out of that uh, particular office later today. So uh, we'll have Mark Hinton on uh, very shortly uh, to uh, work through a few of these issues that may well be sorted today. Then we'll open up the lines just after 9.30. And welcome your calls to win a Chemist Warehouse voucher to the value of $50. Um, on the back of Mark's uh, interview and uh, what you think might happen today, um, really it's quite a quiet week in terms of uh, rugby and, and sport, to be perfectly honest, quite a weekend. Uh, so uh, that'll be the big talking point, there's no doubt about it. And after 10 o'clock, we'll be talking to uh, Del Woodford. Now, Del, of course, is a noted cycling commentator, uh, and the 109th Tour de France is reaching its uh, peak uh, well, it's just gone over their peak, actually. They've had the last mountain section, but they, they get uh, to the point where they uh, wind up on Arc de Triomphe uh, down uh, Sunday morning, I think, New Zealand time. So it's the final weekend of the 109th Tour de France. James Regan and Ross Carr will be our panellists around 10.20 this morning. And then Dylan Boucher. We'll get to Dylan Boucher, the CEO of New Zealand Basketball, and to cover a couple of topics, including, of course, uh, how they're going in the Asia Cup, the Tall Blacks, uh, the three-on-three basketball at the Commonwealth Games, plus the under-15 nationals are on, and that is the next level down as we discover just how strong basketball is. We'll have to talk to Peter Henley. He's a Waikato Greyhound trainer. We'll talk to him uh, around about 11.20. We'll have a stump smithy for the weekend, and uh, Mick Guerin will round off uh, our guests around about 11.40 this morning with some harness racing news. <laughs> here on SENZ and it promises to be a very interesting day out of uh, New Zealand rugby with some announcements, uh, some changes, uh, all sorts of speculation. It's been around six days since we've heard anything from the rugby union. Um, From uh, Mark Robinson when he said uh, it's unacceptable, we'll be looking at these uh, (coughs) particular areas. Then we heard from Joe Malcolm, of course, uh, the media liaison lady who uh, took the blame, took the hit for what had happened at the weekend in terms of the press conference. And now, of course, we've been sitting waiting and uh, sitting waiting along with us, but speculating in more detail has been Mark Hinton, of course, who's been writing some great articles this week on where he thinks it might go. And today is the day, Mark. Good morning to you. What are you you expecting and at what time do you think it'll happen? (laughs) Who knows, Timothy? Who knows? Look, um, there may or may not be a board meeting today. There may, well, there will be an all-black squad name. We know that because there has to be. They're pretty much out of time to do that uh, with the looming trip to South Africa to start the rugby championship. There may or may not be changes in the coaching setup. There may or may not be changes in the captaincy. But we've heard nothing. 
Not a thing no. for New Zealand rugby all week. Uh, head, it's, it's, it's classic um, bury your head in the ground type of approach, isn't it? Look, um, it's hard to believe that New Zealand rugby has a communications team of around, I believe, around 10 people, maybe more, um, if you include all the sort of the various other people they rope in. Um, uh, because there's been no communication whatsoever out of New Zealand rugby this week. And in one of the most pivotal weeks for it, you have to think, given what we've seen in the last three to four weeks and, you know, what went on at the tail end of last year. So um, it's, go- it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we will see- we will hear some things today, Smithy. Um, um, <clears throat> there's been reports that Sam Kane will be gone. There's been reports that some assistant coaches could pay with their jobs. There's been reports that Foster will survive, um, but that's all, all been speculation, and, and, and I guess we'll be clearer today on it when New Zealand rugby speaks. Look, there, there has to be a lot of concerns in multiple, multiple fronts. The All Blacks empire is crumbling here. There's no doubt about that. Um, what's happening in New Zealand rugby? You know, their whole strategy uh, scarcely believable, Smithy. Um, we've heard, we're, we're hearing. Um, Australian rugby making noises about leaving the only alliance we have left in, in the game, basically, in terms of the Super Rugby. Um, we hear nothing on that. You know, the All Blacks uh, teetering on the brink, we hear nothing. Look, um, this group's meant to be getting more professional. It assures us they're addressing their issues. But if you're the public, you have to wonder about the capability of the people running the game. We so perhaps today they turn a corner. We can only hope, Smithy, because something has to improve in terms of the way the game in this country is run and something has to improve in, in the way the All Blacks are managed and run um, under this current management group. Um, remarkably, out of all this, what we seem to be hearing is that Ian Foster will survive, the guy who appointed mm. all these assistant coaches who are apparently not that good, um, and the guy who appointed Sam Kane as his captain, who's apparently not that good, um, and the guy who picked the, the squad that toured last year and the, picked the squad that played Ireland in this recent series, he will survive. I, I suspect that's because there's really no one available to take over. But um, um, I think the upshot's going to be there will be changes of some description, but they won't be, it won't be the one I think that has to happen for this team to move forward. See, this is, this is not the first time we've um, had this remarkable silence because remember at the end of last year when we lost those two test matches, Mark, they said we're going to undergo a review, um, but nothing really came out of that apart from the status quo, uh, to be perfectly honest. And here we go again. At the end of that review, all these assistant coaches, etc., got the green light to carry on. <clears throat> so is it, just, is it just the fact that uh, we, we lost that series 2-1 which has been the turning point here, or were they on their last warning at that point? I, I think the yeah, I think the, um, um, the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were, has happened uh, uh, in terms of losing that series. It's, it's obviously uh, created a reality uh, that they weren't willing to accept at the end of last year. Smithy, I, I found it ironic that the All Blacks media manager. And I, look, I, I, I enjoy working with Joe Malcolm, and she's very proactive in certain parts of the job and you know I like her as a person and everything like that but I found it extraordinary well two couple of things that she launched a, a sort of a, a, her um, response I guess to the situation she saw it via LinkedIn that kind of sums it up really that New Zealand Rugby sees LinkedIn as, a, as the platform to communicate on um, and also that you know she took 
some fairly broad pot shots at the media. I mean, it's kind of shooting the messenger there, really, isn't it? And, um, you know, this is a media that's been shabbily treated by New Zealand rugby and by the All Blacks for over a decade now. Just you work for Sky, Smitty. I don't think you realise what goes on in the real world. It's access to these guys that's been it's been paired back and paired back over over a long, long time, and uh, and the treatment, um, you know, cancelling of press conferences, which was highlighted in, in, in the recent um, fiasco, I guess, last Sunday. Um, you know, is, isn't a new thing. It's been happening uh, previously as well, and. Um, yeah, yeah, I found it interesting that I guess the, the accusations were pointed at the media, who were really only echoing what the public was saying and, and also raising con- legitimate concerns. Um, did it get a bit personal? Possibly. I don't know. I haven't read all the reports. Um, and, and do you feel for Foster? Of course you do. You know, he's a human. He's a, he's a guy trying to do his job. So you do, you know, th- those are legitimate concerns, Smithy. But uh, I, I just think that they're in such a form of denial, it's really hard to see an effective way forward, it really is It doesn't seem that New Zealand rugby, if you, if you look at um, what we've got here, it doesn't appear that there's a real leader at all or certainly there's no spokesperson from New Zealand rugby I mean, I, I, I like him or hate him I can't imagine that uh, Steve Chu would have been this silent this week Oh absolutely, Steve Chu wouldn't have put up with what's been coming out of Australia either um, um, and I understand the need for diplomacy and the need to maybe, you know, operate through legitimate channels rather than necessarily, you know, air all these things in the media. And a lot of what Australia is doing is kind of a game. Um, um, we get all that. But you just don't let a, another another organisation walk over you like, you know, Australian rugby is being allowed to do to New Zealand rugby. Steve Chu would not have put up with that. For all his faults, Steve Chu was... A very bombastic individual who knew his stuff and didn't let people run roughshod over him. Um, and I, I can't imagine Steve Chu would have um, let the situation play out the way it has around all the silence and, and 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 what they don't. Well, maybe they understand. Maybe I'm not sure. Really, I, I, a lot mystifies me about New Zealand rugby, but they don't appear, Smithy, to understand that their silence actually is counterproductive. It, it just produces more speculation. It produces more um, innuendo and all these sort of things that they, you know, that they complain about. Well, it, 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 it's become, it, it's happening as a product of their own inaction and, and silence. They need to take control of the narrative. They need to, I guess, present a strong face, and they need to reassure the public that the empire isn't crumbling as some have portrayed it as, because. The All Blacks brand is, you know, 120-odd years, 150 years, however you want to count it. It's over a century in in its establishment and its building. Look, it, this, it could all be brought down in a year or two, you know, all the good. So it's really concerning, Smithy. And, you know, and people like you, your listeners, uh, people like us in the media, we're concerned because we are worried about the future of, New Zealand rugby and the All Blacks, and um, you know something has to change. That's what that was my immediate reaction on Saturday night, last Saturday night. Something has to change in the All Blacks. My reaction after a week of what appears to be incompetence, something has to change in New Zealand rugby. Well, it, it, it has been quite a long process. It's been a hell of a long week in the history of New Zealand rugby for exactly the wrong reasons, Mark. But I, I guess one of the reasons why it hasn't unfolded very quickly is they've had to go and find replacements, if that is the case. 
Um, so who are we looking at here coming and going? I mean, who's in, who, would, who would be prepared to walk into this all-black environment right now and uh, perhaps put their coaching future on the line as such? You mentioned that there won't be a change at head coach, but what about the underlings? Where, where do you see the changes being made here and, and who could possibly come in? Well, abs- absolutely John Plumtree and Greg Fika under the gun. Um, it's no secret that they were identified as, as weak points um, around the two guys that basically run the All Black forwards um, at the end of last year's tour, and it doesn't appear to have been significant or you know much progress. So those two guys must be under the gun. Um, Plumtree keeps delivering a message of the All Blacks having to measure up and be physical and all these sort of things, but we just don't seem to see the results on the field. Greg Feek, of course, um, is the scrum coach, so... Um, you know, we, we just... Uh, so they're, they're the two guys you have to think are under the gun, but everybody must be, surely. Brad Moore, Scott McLeod, the defence coach, Andrew Strawbridge, the guy that was added to the team this year. I'm not quite sure what he's been able to, to do in, in the short time he's been involved, but uh, everyone must be under the gun. Look, it's notable, isn't it, that in this week we're all wondering about the All Blacks. Scott Robertson just got named as the coach of the Barbarians to play in All Blacks 15 in November, so clearly you know, he's not available <laughs> So I think I think Plan B, um, which is which you know everybody knows, is Scott Robertson taking over, hopefully transferring some of that Midas touch he has with the Crusaders into the All Blacks environment. It's just not it's it, it, he he's not interested in it. The time frame doesn't work for him. Um, maybe we'll know more about that. Maybe we won't. But clearly he's accepting these jobs uh, elsewhere. Um, so you know he he he's now. He, he applied for the job um, after the 2019 World Cup and got given pretty much short shrift from what we can work out. So I guess he's within his rights to play things by his own, his own rules. Joe Schmidt shaped as a kind of an obvious caretaker coach, maybe situation if, if they did want to get rid of Ian Foster. But I'm not sure, sure Smithy he wants that either. He's really made a big point of of kind of easing himself into the New Zealand rugby, and I think everything's in fast forward mode with him. As it is, there's talk that his role will be expanded, that he may have kind of a director of rugby type approach under some sort of management shake-up that could could or could not be announced today. So there's a lot going on, isn't there? But everyone seems reluctant at the moment to take on what must be considered a poisoned chalice. Well, the other thing, uh, of course, is the captaincy issue. It's not very often the All Blacks change uh, their captain of choice. Uh, I, I can't think of that happening very often. Uh, and him staying no. still within the squad, um, that, that would be an odd thing. But uh, here's the thing. Are we looking at a straight-out choice between Sam Whitelock and Adi Savia? And if we've got two strong candidates there, is that dangerous when you when you go for one and, and perhaps the other has a bit of a following within the group? What, what, are, we, what are we looking at Look, in that particular area? A couple of thoughts on that. I feel for Sam Kane here. Um, I'm not so sure... I wasn't totally convinced he should have been captain in the first place, but they named him, and I'm not so sure, you know, how much of this is his direct fault. But but if there's if it's kind of perceived that there needs to be a change here, to me, is there's a choice of one, not two. You mentioned Adi Savia. Adi Savia, let's make no bones about it. Adi Savia is the best All Black by a country mile. Closely followed, well, followed, not closely if I say by a country mile, but followed by Will Jordan. At the, at the moment, those two players are New Zealand's only players that would even threaten to be in, an, in a World 15. Man, that's, that alone says a lot, doesn't it, when you think about, um, you know, all, all blacks and, I guess, you know, 
world-class nature of All Blacks. We've only really got two at the moment it, uh, under current performances. Uh, and Ali Sevier is, is such an important player for the All Blacks. I don't believe they should give him the captaincy. I don't think he's a great captain. He captained the All Blacks against the box last year, and I didn't think... I, I, I just think he's such an important player, and he's such a... Uh, instinctive type player giving him something more to think about on the field maybe just takes a little bit away from that. I would leave Artie Savier unencumbered in terms of he is a natural leadership role anyway and I think he is such an important player for the All Blacks. Why would you want to mess with that? Sam Wylock would do the job admirably. It looks like he's regained his form. Um, it looks like he's an automatic selection. Give it, give it to him if there has to be a captaincy change and then make seven contestable which would then bring a point who who moves into seven if it's not Sam Kane, well, it's either Dalton Papaliti or Adi Savier, isn't it? Do you want to change things up? Bring in Cullen. There's talk that Cullen Grace and Ethan DeGroote will return and bring some physicality to that All Blacks pack. Um, you know, I think that's probably an, uh, absolutely certain. I think they need a guy like Cullen Grace, but he's not going to answer any 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 sort of magic questions, but he is going to sort of be a step in the right direction, and I think Ethan DeGroote should have been there all along. So... That one was mystifying. So, yeah, there will be changes, um, but I wouldn't give it to Artie Savia. Sorry to be long-winded about that, Smithy, but I just think Artie Savia is such an important player. Don't mess with him. Okay, so um, just finally, Mark, if there is to be a press conference this afternoon, there is to be a team naming, who will be there? Who would you like to see at that? Who has to, and what kind of questions will be asked? Well, it has to be in Foster. Um, and, and really, he's the only one... Um, Maybe the new captain, if it's Sam Whitelock, but it has to be in Foster. He's the one everyone wants to hear from, um, you know. And he's had a week to get his thoughts together, so um, we, it should be powerful stuff. Um, hopefully, it's re, it's reassuring. Hopefully, it's it's um, it's reflective, and hopefully, it's honest and transparent. I I, I want to hear him say that they're getting it wrong. I want to hear him say that there's a lot they have to address. I want to hear him say that they've fallen behind the best teams in the world. I think it's public want to hear that, Smithy, and and I, I think Ian Foster's. I don't look personally. I don't think he, I think New Zealand rugby is guilty of making the same mistake three times now. They appointed him, they reappointed him, and they haven't sacked him when they've had the chance. So that's three mistakes. And last time I checked, three strikes and you're out. But this is the world we live in. We um, there are possibly no alternatives, and Ian Foster's going to be the head coach. So we need to hear him accept that what's happened in the last two years, isn't, well, particularly last year, hasn't, hasn't been good enough. We need to hear him, I guess, promise that change is coming because it needs to happen. It's a day of reckoning, Mark Hinton. Thank you so much for your time this morning, your opinions and uh, your articles that you write uh, so often. Uh, I imagine you've got a nice one looming at this point uh, and just ready to go to print. So we look forward to that. Uh, and thank you for your time this morning, mate. Thank you. Go on, you smithy. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, Mark Hinton. There is uh, he'll be poised. He'll be poised on the keyboard. I can tell you that, and something will come out of this. There's nothing surer than that, uh, and it'll be a, a case across for all the rugby journalists in this country who have really one by one this week uh, had a go, and it's all very been a very uh, common theme. Really, enough is enough. Will today satisfy that? Will today's announcement satisfy that? And how will they go about it? It is 9:22 here on SENZ. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.